0: i'm charlie taylor i'm ben Cara, run hip-hop by the numbers on twitter we use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture now i'm director of the fifth element while I highlight the fifth of hip-hop with knowledge and
1: welcome to digging in digits How could, how could we? How could <laughs> it's like it's one of those things. Like, like I just feel like I, I I'm doing this show a disservice if I don't do it. <laughs> last week was.
0: I'm putting too much pressure.
1: i put uh, too much pressure myself. You, you set the bar high. Yeah, I gave too you lots of. I gave you lot fucking gold last
0: week. You set the bar way too high last week. You peaked it. Yeah, it was just too much. It was when I put it on. I was just like, oh, I got to share this immediately because this is hilarious. That was so funny, man. I love that. That was best. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, so shit. you know, I, I so, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and you know, this is too broader topic, so I don't really, I don't really care. I'm trying not, I'm trying not to put levels on myself like that. So you know, y- y- you might get an intro, you might not get intro. Deal with it regardless. <laughs> anyway. well, we're getting into our nerd bag um, this
0: week, so there's no real, there's there's not a an obvious intro like this is yeah, this is hip hop scholar stuff. This yeah,
1: one. Uh, oh, oh stop.
0: I, I we're, don't, on we're on a high level
1: myself in that Charlie.
0: come on just admit it we're on a high level this is this is quality I, content
1: i i ain't writing no dissertations here but um I am. yeah uh i wouldn't say scholarly <laughs> <laughs> okay if you want to use that word um that's uh, that was ben not me but yeah okay okay that's that's fine but um anyway hi ben how's your week been and what have you been blasting? This
0: it's week? been a good week because it's been raining quite a lot, so that has been a very positive thing. Uh, all most of the fires are now contained in New South Wales, which is really fantastic. So, big ups to everyone who supported us during that. F- you know, it's still going to continue, and we still need the support. But uh, the the imminent danger has passed, which is is really good. Uh, good yeah, I only got into two albums this week. Uh, listened to. Same. If you listen to Eminem before you listen to Mac Miller on Friday, I don't know what to say to you, but um, I've been dis- I'm just i I'm um. disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in you. Um. So I listened to Circles by. Did you Did you listen to Eminem before Mac Miller, Charlie? well oh, you you can you do the things. Okay, okay. I well, I didn't even think you would listen to Eminem. Anyway, I'll do mine. So Mac Miller, Circles. Uh, I'm not going to dive too deep into this piece of art. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys in on the fact that we're going to do a whole episode on Mac next week. Uh, Boo, you it. But we got it. we got to give the people what they want. we got to let them know. You need you need <laughs> something to tune into. Next week's going to be crazy. It's going to be an amazing episode. Uh, but yeah, so I listened to Circles. I honestly didn't think I was strong enough to listen to this album. Um, I spent the day with my sister, and we spoke about a bunch of superficial stuff. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll be okay now to listen to it. And yeah, it was... It was a beautiful album. It's pretty blatant that it was unfinished. Uh, That's the only gripe I have with the record. Some of the vocals sounded a bit like voice notes. I didn't really think that they were really uh, touched up to the level that Mac Miller's vocals were on Swimming. But uh, I just really enjoyed it. I I think it was a really, really delicate, really beautiful album. The one takeaway that I had that I want to share is just go live your life and have fun. Enjoy yourself, create memories that's what I I got the overarching or the overriding theme from the album was from Mac. It was, you know, I, he, he dealt with a lot of pretty severe topics and he dealt with mortality a lot. And I understand why it might be hard for people to listen to that knowing that he's passed, but to be fair, Mac, and, and this is going to be his highest consumed album that he's ever released first week. So there might be a few people out there who've never listened to Mac before, but he talks about mortality quite a lot in his discography and, I just thought it was beautiful. I really thought it was beautiful. It was not poorly done. And you know, from the posthumous uh, podcast, I don't really like posthumous albums that much. But yeah, I'm just glad we have it. I'm glad we have it. So it was beautiful.
1: Yeah. So I listened. So firstly, I listened to the start of the week, I listened to uh, Rick Flow, Rise of the Phoenix uh, EP. My first, I think the first project that I'm. Putting on the putting on the long list for whatever list it's for. Well, the EP list, I guess. But um, yeah, I really enjoy the EP from Rigflow. Uh, Rigflow is uh, one third of uh, Jungle Brown, uh, one of my favourite uh, hip hop groups at the moment. Um, and yeah, he comes through with um, a very. Uh, I didn't really know going in what it was going to be about because obviously he Jungle Brown is very hip hop element elemented, uh, but they have a lot of. You know, if you listen to Full Circle in their album from last year, you realise that you know they have inspirations other in other places, and they don't hesitate to use them. Um, but it's mainly hip hop. But Rick Flow comes in with a sort of really dance vibey, um, like Katy kind of vibe. Oh, cool! And um, the bars on top of it are just absolutely sublime. Um, is a uh, first track on it if I can find it right quick. Is, is the first song of my rig rotations called For the Taking? And um, yeah, so it's I love it. It's great. It's, it's a really good EP. Really solid. Um, very vibey. Uh, very great raps. Uh, very yeah, very very dance influenced and uh, very very refreshing. Very refreshing listen. <clears throat> and uh, since Ben already uh, ruined the fact that we're doing Mac Miller retrospective next week, um, the reason why I didn't listen to circles okay, this week yeah. I was because. I purposely didn't, uh because for those who don't know, I've only listened to like two Bangra albums. And uh so for it and uh for the next week I'm gonna if you if you guys wanna know what I'm doing, um well I'm gonna be doing two things. I'm gonna be watching Hip Hop Evolution, uh, to review. I'm gonna do that for season four and people have been talking about it. Um it looks pretty good from what I'm seeing. Uh can't wait to watch that. And also I'm gonna listen to a lot of Mac Miller. I'm gonna watch I'm gonna listen to his uh, uh, a few mixtapes and his albums the albums I have listened to and uh yeah obviously and that's that's kind of the reason why I didn't do, uh, listen to circles this week just for pur- purpose just on purpose to be honest um I like to go through stuff chronologically I don't yeah, like to just that. pick stuff out and it's like oh let me listen to swing No, let's go listen to kids It's like no I, I like to I like to regiment myself in that way but anyway uh so yeah I did listen to Eminem and um I I find your I find your points so so overdramatic, <laughs> so overdramatic, Yes, it's not great. It's it's not it's not the best album of all the time, but it ain't bad. It ain't bad considering um uh, consider and this has come from a guy that didn't mind Kamikaze um on the face of it. I can understand looking deeper into it how problematic he is, uh. But on the face, I didn't really mind it as a listen. Um, and I think me to be Mad by ain't that bad, to be honest. I reasonably enjoyed about 70%, 75% of it. Um, there were a few skips, I will admit. Um, I had to skip, uh, the end of Stepdad because I couldn't take the hook. Um, it just, oh, I like it, the hook. it just didn't, it, damn no, it sucks. It's, yeah, the hook sucks. Enough. Um, <laughs> the, the hook sucks to me. It, it sounds like, um, it's, it's, it's like what you, it's like that, um, gif of, uh, What's his name? Steve Buscemi going. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah. it's it's like that. That's what it feels. That's what it feels like to me when I listen to that hook. But um, the rest of the song itself is actually quite good. But yeah, I, I I I enjoyed most of it. The only other skip I did, genuine genuine skip, was um, uh, was the uh those kind of nights with Ed Sheeran. I was just like, oh my god, yeah,
0: not, not that, that's
1: that's terrible. Uh, that that's that- <laughs> that's a terrible uh, track for you uh worth fate worth a skip um yeah you, you know one again. unaccommodated in mind you gotta learn i actually really enjoy it um i like the fact that he's the whole thing is a homage to alfred hitchcock um as a you know uh, well i'm not a fan of alfred hitchcock but i admire his uh influence and i think that was a good that was a good um bit to do obviously if you if you guys have seen the uh uh Music to me Murdered by from Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. It's the same album cover, so I, I admire that uh, that little homage. Um I didn't mind Leaving Heaven. Uh I know you don't have Skylar Gray for do you not like Skylar Grey or do you not like the fact that they collab what what is it?
0: I got no problem with Skylar Gray. I just uh, I don't really like it when Eminem gets into this bag. I you know, love you way love the way you lie okay, at the Monster. Right. Okay, okay, phenomenal. Okay. All those the whatever the not maybe not <coughs> Phenomenal, there was another one, but um it's just not my favorite Eminem. He gets a bit screechy. I feel like he he gets a bit screechy along with the <laughs> singer. I've got no issue with Skylar Grey. Right. It's just I don't really like him when they get together.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, Godzilla with Juice World. He went off on that. Uh, Darkness was decent. Um, yeah, Stepdad was okay verse wise. The hook was annoying. Um Indra was cool. Locky Up was cool. Yeah. Um uh, no regrets was cool. I will was actually probably one of my f- my favorite tracks out of the bunch uh, next to Godzilla and Yaya. And also uh and also Ugandan. I think those I think those ones are the best. Um but I guess part of those is the fact that there are feet there are many features on those. <coughs> and um Yeah, the features yeah, yeah good, the, fe- the features. Uh, and that's, and that's another thing we can say like as a genuine positive like the features on this apart from maybe Ed Sheeran pretty good. Pre pretty, d- pretty solid from everybody, so I can't really, I can't really complain. Um, I feel like when it comes to Eminem, at this point, I think people just wait for wait for people to share the shit stuff, and it's just like ah, oh, because literally, um, well, this is gonna be part of lighter note, but I went to went to London for a show yesterday, and um, my boy Tyler, who I was with, uh, he 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 listened to the album beforehand, and he was he was telling me he's trash, he's like the same 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 force as you to be honest and uh and uh he showed me some of the terrible lyrics and i was like yeah that's that's terrible it's objectively terrible but we don't do this with any other artists i feel like um like an the, the album drops and everyone's got the genius memes of uh posting the terrible lyrics um as if they're good it's it's, it's so quick you know what i mean i feel like it's so quick so uh I don't know. I feel like we need to do a retrospective of Eminem at some point because I feel like it's a genuine thing we need to do. Mm. But yeah, I you know, for what it was, for for an album, for an album with what it was, and uh, just subjectively looking at it, it was a good. It was not bad. It was a good album. I I lightly enjoyed it. A couple of skips here and there, but you know, what's that? What's that to uh any any other half decent album? To be honest, so yeah, could not complain. Yeah. Okay. Could not complain. But anyway, we shall get into our topic of the episode. So, a little behind the curtains for you guys. Um, The first ever episode that me and Ben did, um, something I actually listened back to a couple of hours before we recorded today. Oh my god, it's so slow. Um, um, And it's just lifeless. But uh, we recorded our first beta episode, uh, obviously before the whole show itself. Before we even had a title, actually. Uh, We didn't even have a title at that point. Uh, for the show. And we mm. and we decided the topic of the episode was going to be on the third verse and the supposed death of it. Um. So from what I listened to, <laughs> listening back, uh, it was... It, well, I haven't listened to yeah, it Yeah, it's, it's crap. Don't worry. It's crap. Don't worry about it. Uh, this is going to be way better. <laughs> but... Uh, and and funny but oh, funny dude. enough, it was only forty five minutes. Imagine, remember those days when oh, it was, no. when it was le- when, when the episode was less than an hour. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it was okay. But yeah, um, so we 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 did a bigger episode on the fir- on the third verse, and we've been meaning to basically do it again. And uh, Ben suggested that we do it now, uh, since it's obviously been we went well into the new decade now. And, uh, mm-hmm. from the information he's been gathering over the, over the, I guess, year or so on the third verse and, uh, looking at it monthly as well, I assume, uh, like updating monthly, uh, obviously yeah. from, from the reason why we're doing this episode is that he has some findings for to us, for to give us, uh, and, uh, actually uphold the essence of what Digging Digits was all about, which is literally uh <laughs> ben talking about his stats and then me, resp- <laughs> me responding to them uh we haven't done that in a while but uh yeah so that's basically what we're talking about we're talking about the third verse uh anything every, all all that good stuff and uh yeah so where do you want to begin
0: ben i guess
1: where do you want to begin
0: well i liked it i guess say why i think that this is important and and i honestly just started doing this analysis by myself and i wasn't aware that people would actually be interested in it but when i posted these statistics even when i had half the followers i have now they always got quite a lot of engagement and it's just been a really interesting it's been so quantifiable and such a shift since streaming came in that i really thought it was something that i I honestly think it should be an article i'd like to write it one day but Maybe I'll just do the article here like, and we'll just use this because, you know, podcasts are a good medium to do that. And I think the reason why the third verse is important is because historically it's been a silently pivotal part of a hip-hop song. You know, once Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick and, and Co. changed the game in the late 80s and began introducing more complex rhyme schemes, uh, more versatile flows and deeper lyricism... Rappers didn't have enough time on a track, basically, to get their bars off. Like rappers have a lot to say, and so the third verse became really important. And when I was growing up, putting on a rap album was like opening up a book. And I f- I-, I mentioned this when I talked about Nas's Lost Tapes 2. You know, it's it's one of those albums you can just put on, and it's not a. It- this is not in the- going in the background. You know, you don't read a book in the background or at a party. There were always club tracks on records, but they almost always had a third verse. Firstly. And the singles were a way to get mm. people to go buy an album. There's a reason why the Club is only certified gold and Get Rich or Die Trying is six times platinum because singles built hype and buzz for the, the main event, which was the album. And so if we view an album like a book and each song like a self-contained story within that book, now you see the importance of the third verse. Uh, Eminem said that he always ensured his third verse was the strongest on any song he made. And if you listen back... There's there's tracks like Criminal where he just comes in and scorches the earth. Even into the 2010s on Love Game with uh, Kendrick Lamar and you know Kendrick and Eminem are kind of neck and neck uh, on the first two verses and then Eminem comes in with that third verse and it, he just obliterates everything. And I, it, it's been pivotal ever since the late 80s. A Tribe Called Quest said uh, on the classic classic posse cut scenario. He said each member of Leaders of the New School were desperate to have the final verse on that song. But it went to mm. Buster because he went the hardest. And back in the day, having the last verse on a song was a big, big cosign. That was kind of like, you could come in and be the clean-up hitter. You could come in and just and just clean everything up. It's, it's why, you know, you look at uh, LOX and Sheik. I'm not saying that he's a bad rapper, but he was the weakest lyricist. He was He was the hype. But he was the weaker lyricist. But he would always pop up as the first verse on a on a Lux track, uh, invariably, because you want Styles P or J to, to bring it home with some crazy lyricism, or to tie the whole story up, or you know, with some storytelling like that. Um, and I think there are numerous reasons for the death of the third verse, and and there are actually ramifications to it as well. Uh, I'll speak on them. But the numbers do paint the starkest picture. I might as well give the numbers off rip because they're Why they're not? pretty they're pretty intense. Let me just find get them up here. Um Get him up. Give us the juicy stats that I said on the So, so oh, Did you use the word juicy? i <laughs> totally
1: embarrassed about it. Oh, an embarrassing thing to say. Juicy hey, man. Stats.
0: What the fuck? It was my first bog. I would have sounded horrible on that thing, man. I wouldn't have. Oh, yeah, you sound doody, bro. I would not have had any bass <laughs> in my sound voice. Sound quality is crap. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey man, we're here now, but we're we're in we're into the forties. We're killing it. I think we did well. Not. not... I think I
1: record. I, th- I think I recorded like uh in my in my old room, and I think I think I've, I'm glad that I'm in my
0: new room now because Jesus Christ. But uh, anyway, stats. 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 Okay, so so I've gone through every top ten album since 2009. I've got stats for prior to that, but I I limited it to the to the, the 30 highest charting top 10 albums, if that makes sense. So say there were 40 top 10 hip-hop albums in 2006 and 30 of them charted number 9. I've got the 30 from that, that went number 9. So the, the, the stats from prior to 2009 aren't as exhaustive, but they are indicative of this trend. So let's just start from 2009. So I've got verses Per Track, And I've also got the percentage of songs with a third verse. So from 2009 onwards, it goes 2.91, 2.81, 2.84, 2.73, 2.62, 2.5, 2.4, 2.37, 2.2, 2.17. And in 2019, an even two. Two verses a song in 2019. It dropped an entire verse a song in that decade then we go from percentage of songs with a third verse which i also think is a very important st- statistic uh, in 2009 it started 73.3%, 63.9%, 57.1%, 55.9%, then it dips below half 49.6, 49.1, 38.5 in 2015, 33.2 2016, 26.4 2017 27, 2018, 16.6, 2019. So, bro, mm. those statistics. And I sent Charlie the the graphs the other day because they're scary. They're genuinely scary. You just this is a bang to zero. Basically, it's like there, there's nothing doing. And and the crazy thing is there there were in 2018 there were one, two, three, four, five albums that didn't have a single third verse. Five albums without a third verse. In 2019 there were four. That's no third verse at all. Nothing. Like, that's wild to me, you know? And uh, prior to that, the first, so the first time in my entire statistics that I found an album without a third verse, 2016. I, 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 my statistics go back to 1998, and I could not find an album mm. without a third verse until 2016, and it was actually Mac Miller's The Divine Feminine. It was... Uh, Z- oh, yeah, wow. Yep, and Gucci Mane, Everybody Looking. And then that and then mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I think it's interesting. The the statistics are yeah.
1: Okay, well you say interesting. Um I think my general reaction to this kind of thing and this uh I mean genuine fact at this point, you know, the fact that people uh people are purposefully making songs shorter and at the same time just statistically making them more palatable and more edible i mm. guess um you know very portable in a way and uh, i kind of uh, i i guess i feel sort of like um i feel i feel like obviously maybe it, you can you can think of it very timidly and say like oh, i was just a, you know Sign of the times, you know, mu- music's evolving. No, 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 no. Because you know, if you want to broaden the picture, right, and go and zoom all the way the fuck out, zoom as far out as you really want to, as far as you can, right? How how long were how long were uh, tracks from like <laughs> from like the Renaissance period? You know, <laughs> the average, average length of a song twenty hours. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just. Um, um, uh if you go for if you go like for symphonies back in the day obviously they they must be mad along and then obviously once you know commercial music started become a thing you know a hundred or so years ago you know obviously sh- songs got dramatically shorter and then songs that ha- songs got shorter because they uh, wanted to fit it onto some vinyl and then uh i guess um you know a 12-inch vinyl came through around disco times for like uh, people like Donna Summer and that and then DJs at that point can make uh, longer songs like 8-minute eight, eight mixes um and put it on a 12-inch mm. so these in terms of obviously verse verse numbers and song length are different but you could you can you can make a uh, you can make a uh, a link between the two, you know, if, if, if songs are getting, if songs are two minutes and 30 seconds, then there's not going to be a third verse in that, you know, it's just, it's just, why would you, (laughs) why, why would you at that point, this is just, just, unless you're rapping really frigging fast, then sure, go for it, but I don't really see, I don't, I don't think there's going to be many songs uh, that are two minutes,
0: 30 seconds and have three verses, I just, I just don't. I haven't done the research. Mason Ramsey, guess Mason, it, so. Mason Ramsey could do it with with three fire fours in it, back to back to back. Don't piss me off. Twelve bro. bars, <laughs> and you could just slay the earth.
1: Oh, why are you bring that dude back? Oh. Fucking hell! Oh. Jesus Christ, this dude. Sorry, you've just thrown me off steam Apologies. right there. I just want to, I just want to slap you through the laptop. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so other than Mason Ramsey, uh-huh. um, nobody, no, not many people could do it. Um. But yeah, I feel like there's a, like I said, you can, I guess, chalk it up as sign of the times, music's evolving, and, you know, because of you know stuff like social media and just life in general, everything's getting faster, nobody has time to stop, you know, and, and like indulge in something, uh, whether it's film or any any type of art, and obviously we're talking about music here, you know, not, pe- not many people have time to indulge. Um... I'm, I'm sure if you did the research, album lengths are dramatically dropped, probably, taking a guess. Um, so you can you could chalk all of this up to just how we consume music um, overall. Um, but in terms of just verses, um, I find, and hip hop verses specifically, I find it a bit depressing because mm. um, obviously when you listen to um, all those years before, there was no album that had no third verse at all. You know, a third verse, like you said, the third verse can add a lot to it. Like you said, clean up here. Actually, that's a great uh, way of thinking about it, of just having that last person to just absolutely crush mm. it and absolutely blow the building mm. down. Like there's many songs that have done that. There's many songs where like the third verse has just been absolutely coveted, and it's just like fucking hell. This verse will live in, will, will live in the pantheon. Mm. You know, mm. what I mean, there's many songs like that back in uh, from from back in the day from the 2000s and the 90s and the mm-hmm. 80s, but now, I don't know, I I feel like, obviously, it's just how it is, and if people, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure, right, if I go for my regular rotation right now, and actually listen to the songs, I'm like, there's, there's probably a dramatic amount that doesn't actually have a third verse. Um and I, you know, I don't I don't consciously see that all the time. I'm just like, oh, no third verse. <laughs> um, uh but that doesn't happen to me. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it seems like just one of those things that's, little, that's just happening, mm-hmm. and um, it's good. It's good that obviously people like you have, you know, accounted for it and is actually showing people that it's actually a thing. But I just wonder how much uh people actually recognize it um just in terms of casual listening <laughs> you know, you're not listening to a song you just go hmm there's only two verses here what is what is the problem you know yeah. i mean like, nobody nobody's doing that like a song's a song yeah. and it's encapsulated in its own it's its own thing um it's not it's not rule of thumb to have three verses it's not rule of thumb to have any verses mm. You know, it's not rule of thumb to have anything. That's the point of music. It's the point of creativity. So, but in this case, it's just like, there's clearly a trend here and we're not complaining about it. So
0: yeah, statistics are not there to criticize or not there to, you know, I guess what's the right way to put this. Someone said to me once, and they were being critical of the account, they said that, uh, no one's going to go and rewrite their verse so their unique word percentage is higher. And I said, I know, I understand that. Like, that would be ridiculous. No one would do that. It doesn't matter how many followers Hip Hop Numbers has. If it has a million followers and you know that you're going to get on there with a 70% unique word percentage, no one's going to do that because Imagine that. Yeah, the song would be garbage, you know, and, and I would never i just buy <laughs> this is garbage.
1: Ben told me to add another verse. Yeah,
0: like no one's <laughs> going to do that. But what statistics can do is that they can identify trends and then we can actually look into the reason why it's happening. And so I think the reason why this yeah. is happening is, firstly, shorter attention spans. You know, no one knew what exactly. the internet would yep. do to the music industry, least of all record labels. They, they played catch up while Snapster and piracy took over. And when streaming services threw them a lifeline, they, they swallowed it whole. And the, the internet has decreased our attention spans. I was talking to my sister on Friday, and she teaches kids age 6 to 13. And she said, kids do not read past the headline or the first paragraph if you're lucky. No one reads anymore, man. Like, I write 240 character tweets that don't get read. If the first word in my tweet isn't naming the artist I'm speaking on, and this is statistics as well, mm-hmm. my engagement goes down 40%. So if I were to write, Mac Miller turned, would have turned whatever age today, that might get, say, a million views. But if I write, uh, happy birthday to Mac Miller, 600,000, 400,000 views, it immediately drops down. Like immediately, because the first word is not... It's just crazy. I never, I never understood that before. And I think it's ironic that with literally the entire world at our fingertips, we engage less and less with information. And I think so it is with music. You know, teenagers drive consumption. Teenagers don't consume the third verse, hence the third verse dies out. And streaming services are part of that. You know, I mentioned streaming services as the main driver behind the death. And when I say the death, I will mourn it in a in a bit with on this podcast, but it's not the it's as charlie says still music like it's not horrible it's not it's the end of the art form it's not the defining characteristic of hip-hop you know it's not we're not losing the essence of hip-hop but we're losing a part of it and nowadays an artist only needs 30 seconds of a strong of a song to be streamed for it to count as one consumption unit and any streaming after that is irrelevant to the numbers so you might ask why artists aren't putting 30-second snippets on albums more often. And ambient artists are actually doing it. You know, Traditionally, ambient albums are one or two very long songs. Some artists have just chopped that up into 30-second suites. But music still has to be good, and no one is going to attach much weight to an album full of snippets, which is what 30 seconds would be. But the third verse can be snipped and still keep the vibe of a song, and that's why it's. I think it's the first thing to go. I don't think it'll be the last, but I think it's it's the first thing that goes in this new era of, of quick consumption. And we also have to remember that hip-hop is becoming more like pop, and we can't discount this as a reason because, you know, pop, pop, pop doesn't need to say as much. It, hip-hop is becoming more emotion. That's yes, a good point. Hip-hop becoming more emotion and vibe-driven. And... Mm we see with Eminem where maybe maybe Eminem isn't in, in the best lyrical form of his career at the moment and but he is still a, a hip hop purist and so we get you know three verses on a song basically on that whole album of, of music to be murdered by and it just gives us there's so much content on there people are critical people were critical of a 20 song album that's an hour people were saying why did he put out such a long album Gen- no genuinely it was a genuine oh. it was a genuine dismissal i heard and oh. and people were just oh. saying oh well i guess he just oh. wanted to put out you know he was just working on some stuff and he didn't care about streaming numbers etc no, etc no, et no, i'm like no, no. bro he's always been doing this his whole career his whole career he's put out 20 song albums and i'm just like a- an hour that's it i remember back in the day when artists used to put on 79 minutes on onto an album because you can only fit 80 minutes onto a CD, 79 minutes, 30. They will get it right up to the right up to the edge because they had so much to say and an album was such a big event. Nowadays with streaming services and you just got to put out snippets and, and songs that will get put on playlists and I did it as well. I did it with Eminem album. I grab my four favorite, five favorite songs and put it on my playlist and I personally probably won't go back to that album again. In, as a whole, whole listening experience, but that's not true of other albums. You know, I listen to Astro World and, and Daytona f- all the way through. But I just think with hip hop going towards more towards the pop lane, yeah, pop pop artists aren't saying as much. And I'm not saying that their message isn't as vital or as well. I am because I don't I don't rate pop music as highly as hip hop. We we all know that, but I'm not saying pop music is bad. But hip hop is is more vibe vibe focused now and energy focused, and you can remove that third verse if you don't really have anything to say, and add a bridge or add two bridges, add some pre-choruses in, and it you know it just turns it into uh, I guess a more contemporary feel. And I think those you know the statistics can't tell us everything, obviously, and the statistics can't you know the, I think the statistics just alert us to something that is happening in the industry and then we can have a look around at why it's happening and i think those are the reasons why it's happening um i think the point i think the pop thing actually is the best uh, is a really good
1: point about all of this the fact that because hip hop is now pop now really is i really I actually now, think, now i'm thinking about it, i think that really is a driving force of all of this um i recently watched a video um, about was just one of those videos, like you know, that tries to encapsulate the 2010s, and uh, they were talking about trap uh, overall and how you know people like uh, Ariana Grande is actually you know using trap elements uh, for her music, yeah. and Ariana's like the biggest pop star at the moment. So you know, if, if Ariana's doing it, then who else? Who isn't doing it? You know what I mean? And another point uh, that they gave on the video was that um, even. Uh, even brands are using it for advertising like the music they use is trap music and um, with that said um, I do think that the fact that hip-hop overall has gone pop um, I think that really is I think that really is a good point and I think that is the main point I actually will probably take away from this uh, as to as to why it's a thing why why are the third verse is gone like, i was i was just thinking in my head like as you were talking i was just like usually three verses can constitute three acts of something especially if you're telling a story so if you're doing if you're doing any storytelling song um you you really should have three verses there cuz that that is just a natural order of telling a story um, it's three acts. Like you start you start with the first verse, you, you get to the midpoint in the second verse, and you finish it off with the third verse, you know? It just makes sense. It's logical. But like you said, um the reason the fact that hip hop has gone pop you don't have to you, you don't have to go by that anymore. And I don't really think that people are telling stories with two verses. I find I find that a bit That'll be that'll be a bit silly, and that would actually be kind of disjointing for me, especially. But I think that's where I think that's where it's lost um, in terms of the third verse being lost. I think the fact that you can't round things out properly if you want to. Um, I think I feel like if you want to do that kind of music um, of telling something. I don't know, profound or whatever, or telling something that you feel like is important, instead of just like you know, I caught a lick with the box. You know, <laughs> if you want to do, if you want to say more than that, you most likely would need a third verse for it because that's just how storytelling goes um, naturally. In terms of how we consume it, like we 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 like the fact that there's three acts to something. We don't you know actively look it like that. But when you break down, when you break everything down in terms of storytelling, in terms, of, you know, if it's either it doesn't have to be music, it could be a radio drama, um, or a, or a um, you know children's TV show that every where every episode is like twelve minutes, still three acts in there. There's still a beginning, middle, and end in that. Um, so for this, for, our, for the type of music that we think about now, you know, the stuff that's charting, you know, there's no there's no need for a third verse because they're not. You know, I don't want to be blunt about it, but they're not saying anything. <laughs> and I think that's just where the crux of it all is for me personally. That's how, I, that's how I'm begins to see why the third verse is gone because people are using different okay, okay I'll say this. They're do yeah, they're using different things to say stuff. Like they're, they're using, you know, the I think I think we tried to define define vibe a few episodes ago but um I totally forgot but you know they use vibe to express emotion they use the beat to express promote emotion um the lyrics you know as we've said in many rep many an episode like it's become not an essential um not an essential part of it in how we used to see it I guess and um you know, if you find it depressing, then sure. If you don't, you don't. Um, but I just think that's, I think that's the crux of it, of just how you know. If it, it, there's not, there's people don't say stuff with lyrics anymore. They say it with motifs. That's mm. a good word for it. They Felix. say they use motifs instead. You know, it's, it's it's quick and short motifs. That's the point of them. <laughs> and they they can be earworms. But um, you know, I feel like if you want to tell something. You know, with the lyrics, you most likely would need a third verse. That's probably where it's predicated. But um, obviously, people are using different ways to tell it, to tell tell us something, and that's just how it is, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's one of the ramifications of this this situation, and and the art of rap is changing. I, I wrote originally "dying," but I don't think it's dying. I, I think it's just changing, and uh, people just seem to have been changing the way. I guess. The, the biggest the biggest thing that that shows me that is Griselda and I always talk about Griselda because I adore them but for them to go on a bit of a run in 2019 and and they had the underground lit up but in the in the 90s that would have been the overground like they would have been mainstream they would have been blowing up and there's a few artists that still exist in the mainstream space that I honestly think are still adhering to these, Uh, what's the right way to put it adhering to kind of the way that hip-hop was built in the in the late 80s and early 90s and obviously we can look at Kendrick uh Cole Cole actually did quite well on KOD you know I know that you mentioned we need a third verse and and KOD is not my favorite Cole joint but I think the concepts he, he carried the concept out pretty well he actually did that without any third verses on the whole album which was surprising to me and Maybe it's going to be artists, one of the challenges for artists like Cole or Kendrick in this space. Maybe not Kendrick, because I think Kendrick can exist. He, he doesn't need to do what everyone else is doing to be successful. It's the same probably with Cole. But the challenge is going to be for real M- MCs who value and, and get their point across via lyrics is how are they going to... Exist in this space and still tell a story. I think Kanye with the, the Wyoming albums maybe gave a little bit of a, br- a blueprint by creating these seven song albums where Pusha T got a lot off on Daytona. Uh, but then again, that again, you know, maybe we're just talking about unicorns here. Like Pusha T is is an artist who can add three meanings to one bar, and all of a sudden one verse becomes three verses because he's carried you know two or three different meanings through an entire verse. So maybe I don't know. I don't know what the ramifications are. I'm 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 concerned. I don't want the art of, of rapping to die out fully. I don't want hip hop to become fully pop. We've spoken about this so many times on this podcast, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you, What do you think? Apart from the the death of storytelling, or not the death, but like the maybe storytelling not being as as Easy to do or or as well well thought out. What do you think the ramifications of this will be? <laughs> um, I think. Or are they? Are they? Sorry, are they low? Like, is it low stakes? <laughs> it, does it matter? D- do you mm. think it matters even?
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I get. I, I mean, like, like, like I said. You know, when I when I listen to songs now, if I go through my regular rotation. I guarantee you there's a few songs on there that doesn't have a third verse. And I didn't, and, you know, I don't, you don't consciously clock it. So in terms of that, I I guess I'm hamstring to say that it doesn't matter in that kind of way. Um, where you consciously notice it, obviously. But I feel like in terms of like a long term ramification, um, I feel like the concept of, you know, rapping um in the general sense will become the norm um i think uh, i think whether it's uh does, it doesn't matter if you're actually a rapper or not it 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 doesn't matter you you'll find you can find songwriters that will they can write raps for you this is pertaining to people like you know taylor swift beyonce uh rihanna uh, uh ariana grande aforementioned, you know, the, the, these are pop stars that grew up in terms of just like, you know, singing that kind of background, you know not rapping in terms of hip in the in the purest hip, hip-hop sense yeah. of it um, I feel like that will just become the status quo um, and because of that, it will blend and, and hip-hop, if they want if, if hip-hop artists want to be popular right and be pop stars basically um might as well just combine them both and just call them pop stars as it is or hip pop stars like i call drake um if you want to become one of those people you're gonna to have to bin the third verse entirely and not even think about it like that i don't know i'm not i'm not into music theory but i feel like there's a music theory concept behind this as a context around this as well which i am not intelligent enough to get into um but i just want to throw it out there but um if you, if you are in that kind of space and you go to music school or whatever, you might have to, you might have to, they, they might teach you a third verse, maybe, I don't know. Um, like I said, I haven't been in it, but um, maybe they teach you that kind of stuff in like terms of traditional songwriting. But if you want to be fame, if you want to be the biggest artist possible, regardless if it's hip hop, regardless if it's, you know, pop ish kind of realm, regardless, if you want to be in any of those and you want to be the biggest, out of all of them, you'll need to rap, but you also need to drop a third verse. So that's going to be kind of interesting. And just to get out of like hip hop momentarily, I feel like there's a lot of um, artists uh, on the fringe of the on the fringes of pop that might, you know, shun the fact that these artists rap constantly now, um, even though they're not, you know, quote unquote rappers. You know, that maybe that maybe there'll be a renaissance of just like, you know, uh, of like you know, of your Adele's kind of vibe, uh, kind of um kind of way of doing it, very traditional way of doing it. Maybe that will become, you know, a a very underground thing <laughs> and can, and be considered uh, you know, not dying art form, but an art form that is missed, I guess, and, and might actually be consider- considered refreshing in some ways. I find that mad fascinating. Um but that's just that's just outside of hip-hop but um yeah i feel like the long-term thing is just that everything will in terms of like being at the top it's just all going to blend together everyone's going to be on a trap beat everybody's going to be rapping everybody's going to be singing and everybody's not going to have a third verse those are the four things i really think that will just be the norm um i don't know how you feel about that those potential just th- four pillars i guess of uh of modern pop now because I generally think that's just all it is um and obviously third verse is the lesser of all of those things probably the lesser pillar but it's a genuine pillar and especially if you're talking about hip-hop damn right that's a pillar <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know man I, I I don't know how I feel about it I really I, I still don't I've you know obviously it's not my it's never most most of it's not my cup of tea but it's going to be cup of tea for my, our, our future children, my, most likely. And, and you know, I think that'll just be, I think that'll just be it. You know, I mean, just, you know, and obviously third verses and storytelling will be underground. And on the far side of the other side of the spectrum, you'll have, you know, uh traditional singer songwriters that will be quote unquote underground and, you know, be cherished for their musicianship. And uh, in a way, for their realness and not uh, placating to the... I don't know if placating is the word. But, um, I don't know if I'm saying it right. But, um, you know, just playing to the fact that if you want to be big, you need to rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that'll be it for for some
0: for some people. But, see, that's one of my issues with the whole thing is that we've spoken about it a lot where... Uh, we spoke about it on the female rap podcast i'm sorry that i keep referencing podcasts you guys might not have heard before but uh if you you should just go back and listen to our entire discography it's it's fire the whole thing is fire we drop hit after hit after hit on here but when i spoke about young female rappers watching artists in the mainstream and then trying to emulate what they're doing Mm. because they want to be successful and whilst there may be a small portion of artists who who say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to stay true to my art. And I'm not even saying that in this in a condescending way or a negative way. Hell, man, I, I don't stay true to my art like 80% of the time. I say stuff that I know... Well, I don't say stuff that I know is going to get engagement. I focus my attention on things that I know are going to get more engagement than if I count... Jay-Z, for example, I love Jay-Z. He doesn't get barely any engagement on Twitter, so I barely ever tweet about him. I love Jay-Z. I listen to him all the time, and I have a lot of statistics on him, but I'd rather tweet about Eminem's album than than tweet about Jay-Z because it's just going to get more engagement and people are going to be more engaged in it. So I'm still part of that machine. And so my issue is that we're going to get a lot of artists who are trying to hop on the trend and we're going to lose those artists who are doing it in the most pure form. And so for, for people like Charlie, it, it's not going to be as big of an issue, but it's still going to be an issue because, you know, Charlie listens widely and, and looks around. And luckily I'm connected to Charlie, so I can look around for music that Charlie's found and I'll be like, oh, this is sweet. Like, this is great. This is what I can vibe to when I'm not in my hip hop numbers bag. I can listen to just old school hip hop, or you know, storytelling, or et cetera, et cetera. The problem is that, and you see it a lot with pop music. And I want to, I want to attach it a bit to labels, but I also want to attach it to artists, where there are just giant trends of years where artists in the mainstream will all be doing the exact same thing. And it really hit home to me with that tropical house phase in mm. pop music around, mm. I want to say, around twenty thirteen mm. to twenty sixteen where Kygo would kind of introduce these tropical noises into pop music and you would just turn on a, a music video channel every song yep. would be the same there'd be yep. these a uh, guy and a girl and they'd be running in the music <laughs> video through foreign cities and jumping off rocks into oceans and and then they'd be a, they'd be separated <laughs> they'd be one on one rock and one on the other and they'd be looking at each other and and it was just like every song would be the same. And it's been the same for so many years in pop music. You know, we can even go all the way back. One of the things that really surprised me when I, when, when these, these pop artists matured was Christina yep. Aguilera can sing. But you had no idea in the late 90s and early 2000s because she was just doing whatever Britney was doing. And so, you know, you listen to uh, Dirty, I think, is her song. And, mm. and you, you don't know that she can sing but she's just doing, you know, they were all doing the same with Pink. I had no idea Pink was like that, but it, it's just, and so the the reason why I see that as an issue in hip-hop is because hip-hop is such a diverse genre, and it's, it's just, it feels like it's just becoming more condensed into this pretty generic yep. sound in the mainstream, and we know that the problem with, Listening to songs on the radio, or now listening to songs on playlists like Rap Caviar, etc., mm. etc., repetition creates meaning and repetition mm-hmm. creates enjoyment. You know, you listen to, there's a reason why people were saying, and, and this is also a point I'm going to make in a second, but there's a reason why people were saying that Migos were like the Beatles of hip hop. People were genuinely saying mm. that because people forgot, people forgot about hip hop like pre. 05. People were like, you know, it was as if people forgot about OutKast. How could you say, and I know there's only f- two members in OutKast, but how could you not say that OutKast was the Beatles of hip-hop or Tribe Called Quest? Mm. Like, what what are we doing here? But the problem is that it's, re- it's recency bias and it's also that hip-hop has now progressed past a point where it was at, at one stage and Migos are seen as, like, the, the artists that have kind of, like, straddled the gap. So there's three verses on most of their songs. they're rapping, they're actually rapping and they've got decent rhyme schemes and flows. They're not really saying anything but people are saying oh Migos are the ones that have have really brought lyricism into the 2010s or whatever like it's just it's it's all getting so muddled up and I personally don't know how I feel about it because I want artists to be pushing themselves artistically. I don't want artists to be just. Falling into line behind one another and and creating the same kind of music just to catch a vibe. I don't want <laughs> ten more the boxes. I don't want ten more. I don't want ten more old country, uh old town roads. I I, I you know, but I, I see it happening and it happens a lot. And and you see it with all great artists. Even Jay Z did it. Like he put out Hard Knock Life, the song, and then he put out. If anyone remembers, he put out anything, which was him trying to catch the same vibe, and it did not hit. You know, no one was no one was touching that. And so he switched it up, but it, but it's just natural, I guess it's just natural for artists to do that. But the problem now is that back in the day when Jay-Z did that, that was the single. And as I said earlier, the single was there to funnel uh, attention into the album. So he might throw, and he said this, um, he said, they only know what the single is and singled that out to be the meaning of what he's about uh but he said that's just all he puts on the album just to keep the registers ringing and the rest of his album is actually jay-z but nowadays the the, there's there's uh incentive to just create an entire album of singles and that means there's incentive to create an entire album Mm. of old town roads or the boxes or whatever other big song there is and you just end up with a more generic bland version of hip-hop and that disappoints me. I want artists to be pushing themselves artistically and finding their own voice. And there's less incentive to do that. I think in the streaming era, and that's just my opinion on it. And And that's why I'm not super happy with this death of the third verse. It just, sh- it shows to me a condensing of hip hop. And, and I don't think, it's I a think symptom. sorry,
1: it's a symptom.
0: It's a symptom. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want, I don't want hip hop to be condensed. I want it to be, constantly expanding it's it's too young to be condensing at this point it's too young to be boiling it down to the the key element or whatever it should it's Mm -hmm. a universe it should still be expanding at this point and and i thought expanding into trap music would be another i guess branch on this tree but it's it's i don't know what it's become at this point it's just become it's become the tree and and things are branching out off that and and the, the crazy thing is that lyricism has branched out off that tree and migos is part of that you know it's like the trap tree and then migos are doing not lyrical trap i don't want to say it in the traditional sense but compared to other artists out they're like oh yeah they they're the lyrical trap and i'm like what what, <laughs> what, that, are, we, what are we doing from here, the guys?
1: guys who who did for like five years ago fuck me it's just well, yeah so wow well, i don't know oh. wow okay. No, That's really concerning. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that until now. Wow. They actually it's are the lyrical bit. trappers. That's actually fucking mad.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm depressed. Um, but, but, uh, we used to do this. We used to do this. Hey? We used to get to the end of an episode and fuck. be really depressed.
1: Fuck. That is actually so shit. Um, okay. um, uh, so, one, one more point I wanted to make, and no, I'll just move on to lighter note. Um, go look at K pop. Go look into okay. the history of K pop because, um, not, not, don't, you know, you don't have to listen to K pop, but just like, uh, actually, you know what? There's a there's a Netflix series called Explained, um, it's done by the people of Vox. Oh, yeah, uh, shout out yeah, to cool. them, it's great. Uh, little, 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 uh, mini docs, twenty twelve 12, you know, 15, 20 minutes, not long, like, and you learn a lot. Um, they did one on K pop, and I, I, I was out, I, you know, I watched out of interest because I'm, I've no, I know, K pop's a thing, it's kind of, you know. It's one of those things in the world, same with like TikTok, uh, that kind of culture where I'm just like, I, I'm i not even, I I have no idea. <laughs> I know this world exists, but it's so outside of anything I'm with. It's just, it's just, it's just, I don't register it, but I know for a fact there's like millions of people that fuck with it and I just don't know anybody. Well, I do know a few people that are into K-pop, but still, it just fascinates me. So I watched that episode and, um, you know, it, it was birthed. Not out of hip hop, but hip hop was a genuine element as uh, in terms of the early days of K-pop. And look at it now. Look at what K-pop is now. Um, you know, I don't think I don't know if they rap still. Some of them, but they dress very hip hop ish. Um, they 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 their their uh, demeanor is very hip hop ish. Um, you know, very like you know b-boy stances and all that. They still I think they still do that kind of stuff. Um, but they just mix it in with you know harmonizing, singing, and very you know two thousands uh, US uh, boy band groups. It's literally it, all that mixed in, mixed in a pot. And hip hop is a very important part of K-pop, um, but people don't know that. But yeah, as, as just going off my uh, prior soliloquy, it was just it was, that, that was just a connection to it. But yeah, me um, are lyrical trappers. Fuck me. Okay, so let's move on to the light uh. note swiftly. Because I just want to get away from that as far as possible and as quick as possible. So, um, as I mentioned, I went to London yesterday. As this recording went to London yesterday for a event called Beat Horizon, um, and it's a one day festival. Um, I, I and I said this to my I said to my boy Tyler, like, you know, there were the at the start of the show, um, there was like a there was like some tech, technical difficulties, and I was just like thinking. How rare are these kind of events? Like in terms of just having, because cause if you look at like the lineup, there was like reggae people, um, hip hop, and there was also the, near near to the end of night, uh, drum and bass jungle people uh, artists. Right, that is such a rarity in these days. Such a rarity to have those kind of those kind of blending of um, art forms. And I was just like, and, I, and while I was at the show, I was thinking that, um, and, and for those that don't know the lineup, uh, the people I went to see, and I missed a few uh, that I wanted to see, but that's just how the cookie crumbles when it comes to those kind of events. Um, I saw a uh, far side, um, Rayquan, uh, Samper the Great, uh, Goldie, a legendary um, jungle drummer bass. Uh, Producer, um, and also uh, I caught the last last bit of Jeru the Damager, and I missed Roddy Peake ent- entirely. So yeah, you know throwback hip hop, meet recent hip hop, old school hip hop, drum and bass, jungle, absolute reggae roots. Uh, you know, uh, and also jungle again. You know, it's amazing. It was amazing. Um, I don't know if Brixton Academy was the best place to do it. Um, cause the second room was literally the foyer. Um, so, uh, I don't know if that really counts. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great event. Um, Sampa the Great was the, was my favorite out of all of them. She had the bare African vibes going. She had dancers behind her. Um, it was absolutely amazing. She had a live band behind her as well. It was absolutely great. Uh, Raekwon's great as always. Um, uh, Goldie was at, brought brought out the thirteen year old in me, which I did not expect. Um, for for uh, those that don't know, I was really into drum and bass back in the day. As a, youth. it was actually like the first, um, it, was, it was actually the first uh, genre of music I actually independently searched up on. Um, that and EDM, uh, but you know, I, I guess I guess you can count that. But my dad was obviously a big proponent of that kind of inspiration, so I don't know if you want to count that or not. But I count it anyway. But um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was so great um very white crowd didn't <laughs> didn't, didn't re-clock really that until until goldie came through and then I realized that the 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 really white crowd this is clearly an event, and also by the um how the sound went throughout the night throughout the night uh, throughout the day as well because uh when it got to like the far side and sampa and uh, Raekwon, the vocals were very low. Um very um, very muffled by the by the you know the production behind it and like the sound behind it, clearly the sound was and and then Goldie came through, and the fucking bass just just absolutely destroyed your fucking ears, like I had to back up because the bass was so heavy, I had to back up and go to the far to back side of the room just to alleviate my ears I <laughs> it was liked that, that. It, it was that nuts it was that nuts the bass was crazy it was sound system I like crazy that. it's yeah. mad it was absolutely mad so um yeah. Clearly, the sound um, set up was for people like Goldie and for Ronnie Sires and, the, and them. Um, and that was to the detriment of people like Farside and Ray Quan Sampa. But regardless of that, I was totally happy. Um, amazing. And I, ho- I hope that kind of stuff happens again because it's the same with like Gods of Rap from last year. These things happen rarely. And I really hope that things like this happen on a yearly basis um, because I think it's I think it's just needed. I, I, I think it's um I think it's always a good thing to to know that people there there is an audience for these kind of things, and um, you know regardless of how white it was, <laughs> which is very surprising, um it, it was it was great nonetheless, and I really hope uh, there's a there's a second Beat Horizon next year because um, I will happily cop that ticket again happily. Oh, there wasn't no Mo's diff. Um, which is unfortunate. He, I think he, he but he's going to be in Manchester, which pissed me off. Um, and Talib as well. Um, I think he had a resp- respiratory issue, um, so he wasn't there. But I, I didn't even mention Ferramonch, uh got there. They actually flew him in oh, that's um, short crazy. notice, and uh, his set. Yeah, you know, obviously his set wasn't great. Um, but I fulfilled a bucket list for every hip hop fan. If every hip hop fan has a bucket list of like stuff to do hip hop wise, if 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 um seeing Simon says live isn't on your list, you need to add it to your list. You need to add it to play that song. You need to add Simon see Simon says live. The bass would have his. been
0: crazy on that shit, man. Yeah, the base on so, yeah, 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 the, base, blown the base your was... feet out.
1: Bruv that yeah, no, nah. my body was, it's like being shocked, it's like, you know, clear,
0: it's crazy, but, um. oh, that would be wild, oh, that's a moment, get the fuck out, it's, it's so great, bro. So great. oh, that song is just, uh, a, that song's such been forgotten, a why has people forgotten that song, it's such a great song, man,
1: oh. actually, um, as, a, as a minor side note, I was trying to think, like, what is the artist that has one song that is so ubiquitous, but their entire catalogue isn't. <laughs> and I think Ferromarch is a really good shout, um, for that kind of for that kind of a thing. Not not a one hit wonder, but you know he has a career, you know, but I can't name a Ferramarch album at the moment. Um that but no. you know, i I think if I look at them and I'm just uh, like oh peace, yeah, I have heard of it. But I feel like that's he's he's one of those artists and I feel like there's a lot of artists like that. But anyway, Ferromarch is great, considering that he was flew in um like twenty four hours before the fucking event It's crazy. Um,
0: but yeah, the whole the whole thing is just great, and I really hope it happens again. That's that's crazy. Uh, actually, yeah, PTSD was a his 2014 album, so that was pretty good. That was pretty good, but it, it just wasn't at that level of of that frickin', uh, as Simon says that's a total classic. But yeah, we I wish we had stuff like that in Australia. We just don't. We we never get anything remotely like that. You know, we fans.
1: <laughs> that was the album I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: there you go. I know. Yeah, that's album, a good I album. It <laughs> That's his uh that was his first studio out. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. but yeah, the the best we get are like uh Lloyd Banks and Tony Yeo will come out, you know, like we just don't get we just don't get stuff like that. So that's crazy, man. That's I'm glad you had a good time at that. Mm. Um Yeah, that's a cool cool lineup. Do you have a lineup? Uh yeah, I do. I I've been going through my Instagram dms and i don't normally do that but i've got a few and a lot of people asking and i was talking to my sister about this the other day and she was saying that her kids just basically the kids that she teaches at school just want to be youtubers they want to be they want to be social media stars that's that they see that on youtube and they think i can do that i not i can do that i'm going to do that like they have this this belief it's
1: applicable and i get
0: a lot yeah i get a lot of people in my dms asking how to do it and how they can do what I've done, and I think there are three ways. <laughs> what did you say? So weird. it's weird. Well, it's weird because, firstly, I don't. I, I want to say to them, you know, you can do hip hop numbers if you want, but it's kind of already been done. And so what I say to them always is this: there's three ways to make it in something. You either be the first at it which is really rare because most things have already been done. You could combine two things and create something new in that way and then you can be the first at that. You have to be the best at it, which is also super rare because if you're already doing something that already has been done quite a lot, maybe you're YouTubing or you're reviewing or whatever, how are you going to, like, it's been done infinite amount of times, it's very hard to be the best. Or you can work the hardest and that's also very difficult. What I've done I guess with hip hop numbers is kind of cornered all three of those at once because by being the first to do it this way by putting it on Twitter and doing these kind of bite-sized statistics that automatically makes me the best because I was kind of the first to exist in that space but then also I have severe OCD so I'm always going to outwork most of the people around me unless they're really you know they're really sadistic and they <laughs> they just really want to hurt themselves but I think the, the the struggle for me in telling people that is, there's no freaking money in this, man. There's no money in this. Like there is money, but you have to work. I would have to work twice as hard to make a, a livable income out of this. So people might see 110,000 followers across platforms and go, "Oh man, must be raking it in." No way, not 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 at all. I would need a manager. I would need to put out one tweet a day max and then focus the rest of my time on wheeling and dealing behind the scenes and it is possible you can make money out of it don't get me wrong but then the other side of it is you're going to lose all your credibility if you're not careful because people are trying to get you to to post up links and and that'll ruin your algorithm like so it's very complex and so for anyone out there who's wanting to do what we do or exist in this space the the best advice i can give apart from being the best at it, being the first at it or working the hardest at it is discover something that you're really passionate about in this space and just do that because in the end if you're not getting paid for it it won't matter it becomes your leisure activity, it becomes your passion, you enjoy doing it and then there's not so much pressure on it um but yeah, it's really it's it's difficult. I don't really know what to say to these people. I find it really difficult because it's not It's not an easily... It's not a, a thing that's done easily. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, I think, put simply... Um, like... Well, this is obviously... What I'm about to say is, like, from a money standpoint, but I think it would be applied to life and whatever you do. If you want to be, be... Getting rich is hard, but being yes, broke very. is also hard. So, <laughs> like, whatever you do you know, if you, and even if it's doing nothing, it's going to make you, it's, your heart, your life's going to be hard regardless, so, you know, wherever, you might as well find a passion in it, or find something to love about it, and just hope that keeps you going, because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that, you know, we find happiness in different ways, Um, for me, it's obviously, trying to fulfill my career here and for some other people it's you know starting a family and you know and trying to mm. create branches in that way uh yeah. we all have different ways of trying to go about you know finding our happiness and stuff like that and you know f- and for people that want to i guess in in the scenario you gave you know being a youtuber or being a social media influencer or whatever you know it's a it's 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 easy to start but it's hard to stay um, stay good, and also you know get recognised in the way that you want. So you know, like I said, if you yeah. <laughs> being being be, getting getting and being at the top is hard, but you know staying at the bottom is also hard. So you might as well just go up, and if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. As long as you're enjoying yourself or find some way to enjoy yourself um while doing it then you can't really ask for more you <laughs> a lot of it is you know a lot of it is really based on um just circumstance and timing in a way uh, but you know a lot of it is just luck you know i, I wouldn't hey, have yo. had i wouldn't have had um i don't know how many podcasts i would have um if i didn't uh, hit up ben um, maybe the same number, maybe more, maybe completely less, which I'm, which is probably the answer I'm going to go for, Jim. Uh, but, um, uh, but you know, it's, it's just a matter of like, you know, you just have to go for it and, uh, yeah, luck. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, get lucky and get lucky and be fine with that and <laughs> be fine with getting lucky. And then once you've realized that you're that you've been lucky, account for that. Like, you know, it's either, it's, either privi- it's either from a privileged sense or um, mm. or just a a, a moment or an opportunity. You have yeah. to, and, and whatever it is, and whatever the circumstance is, uh, you have to account for it and uh, be blessed that you have it, um, regardless if it's bad or good, um, you know, because it's just how it is. Everyone has bad days. Everyone has good days. And uh, not to be too generalized, but yeah. It's just how it's just how it is. So whatever you do, you might as well just find something that you love doing. Um, even if it's, even if it's not a career per se, even if it's just like you know, like I said, starting a family, for example. Enjoy it. <laughs> Try enjoy enjoy being a dad. Enjoy being a worker. Enjoy being a podcaster or a writer or someone that tweets numbers to hip hop fans. <laughs> just find some enjoyment in it. You might as well because. If you don't, then why you, I guess, why are you doing it really for, you know what I mean? So
0: Yeah, that's the thing that I really struggle with when people ask me what how they can do it. I, I kind of just say, I don't want to discourage people from pursuing something in this realm, but you really have to do something you want to do. Like, you can't just... Uh, I have a friend who is a YouTuber and, and he's, he is what you say privileged in the sense that he's genetically blessed like he's incredibly intelligent the smartest person i've ever met and i've met a lot of people and he's also looks like brad pitt in fight club like he's just the
1: (laughs) guy just
0: the guy genuinely has to just walk into a gym and he has a six-pack we i remember we were friends we we met in primary school and we went to the beach when we were 12 and he took his shirt off first time i'd ever seen him shirtless he had this this rippling cobblestone six-pack and i said to him the fuck is that? Like, do you do sit-ups? Something is like, no, no, it's just always been like this. And I was like, okay. So he's a millionaire. Like he's, he's done very well. But at the same time, we have to understand that people like him, I think the problem is that we see people like him or we see YouTubers or we see rappers who have made it. And we assume that all the people who have tried exist in hip hop if that makes sense. So maybe we see Faro Monch and he hasn't cracked the mainstream. So we say, oh, that's a, a, an example of someone who didn't quite make it into the mainstream. And maybe there's a hundred of those and five that made it into the mainstream. So we're like, oh, we'll, we'll be, we'll work, work towards becoming that five, but we forget about the hundred thousand that didn't make it to Pharaoh Monch's level. Exactly. You know, and, it's the problem that I see a lot. And Rebecca said this, my sister said this about uh, her kids at school. They, they see these YouTubers and they all watch the, the same three or four and they've got like 5 million subscribers and they think, oh yeah, I'll be that. Like, But, but that's their entire world. They don't know anyone else who's tried it or anyone else who's had, a, had an attempt at it. And we see, it, I see it a lot in mental illness where you go outside and you're not well and you're surrounded by people who are functional. And you just feel like absolute garbage. You're like, "How this is just shit. Like, what, Am I the only person in the world who's not functional? Am I the only person who can't do anything? Am I the only person who's afflicted with this? Because all you're seeing are people who are not genetically blessed, but they're just different. They're genetically different to you, and, and they're just set up differently. And so comparison just becomes super, super messy. It's really hard to do that. And so I think the key is just work, as you said, Charlie, like working out what it is you're passionate about, what you want to do. And then just doing that, just if, if you really want to make a go of it, like my friend did, he, he doesn't actually do what he's passionate about. He does now. But at first he analyzed the market, looked for an in and looked for a way that he could become a YouTuber and, and get some views and get some subscribers. And then he did that. You know, He found a niche and he knew that he was intelligent enough to exploit that niche. And he did that. So if you want to do it that way, I would recommend that. But he also gave himself a time frame of one year. He said, if I don't, have this goal within one year, then I'll go do something else because I can't waste my time on something that's not making me money and that I'm not enjoying. And so I think if you want to do it that way, yes, but give yourself a time frame. Otherwise, just find something you're passionate about and then just do it in your leisure time. And then hopefully you'll get lucky. Like, how lucky was I that Charlie was the first person to reach out to me to do a podcast? Like, and I didn't get some someone else who is just not good at what they do like I got Charlie like that's just luck and a lot of people find that in the music industry as well where so and so here's your demo tape and it was just by chance that they heard it or whatever you know sometimes luck comes your way and sometimes it doesn't and a lot of the time it doesn't you can't be sitting around waiting for luck to happen you got to try and make it happen but it's messy man it's messy I I don't want to discourage people from getting into this but it's messy It's it's not easy it's not easy at all i want another thing uh a little highlight from b horizon um
1: raekwon was oddly like really motivational <laughs> uh, really after raekwon the shit. Like, yeah like after every after every track he was just like yo man let me tell you some real shit man it's like <laughs> it was like whatever you want to do go do it stuff like that and i'm just like Wow, Raekwon's being really motivational right now. I'm like, <laughs> he's he's, t- he's shout out Raekwon. Yeah, man, Kwan. he's he, he was a uh, he was like he was really uh spreading the word right there. And, and I was just like getting flashbacks to that because we're just like we're on our Gary V hype uh, hi- 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 right here right now. It's just like do you want to <laughs> do, just go fucking do it. You know, so, just go do it. Uh, so yeah, it is, it is what it is. Uh, a million millions of people say this every day, but you know, it's just like if you want to go do it, go do it. It's just how it is. Like if you, if you crap it, then decide whether you want to get better at it or just move on to something else. And you know, another a, a little um a little uh what is it? A callback to uh my last episode of What's good. Intellectual humility. Know when you're wrong. <laughs> N- uh, no, no, I gotta know listen to that because interesting. Because like if you if you do I'm a bad whole. Bad. If you try for a whole career or something, and you constantly do do at it, um, you gotta know just when to chill out. I don't want to say quit, but like you gotta know when to just do pivot, something else. Do something else. Yeah, yeah, pivot. That's a great word. Yeah, just know when to pivot, and it's no and it's no fault on your own that you um, that you spend all that time. It might be it might have be a, been a blessing in disguise. You never know. So um, you know. I, think, I feel like those are the, the, just those are the things like you know intellectual humility know when you're wrong and just account for the good and the bad equally because you don't you don't have always positives and it's not always negatives it's always a mix it's always a mishmash so uh, yeah and that happens with in whatever life you know regardless of if it's just a career thing or just life in general it's just yeah. how it is but Yeah. A roller yeah not and said. I hate roller coasters So uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, This has been Ding Digits Hope you enjoyed this uh, super motivational episode Hey um, <laughs> Achieve your dreams uh, um, I have been Charlie Tate of the Fifth Element. I have been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers uh, We hope to see you next time Have a great week everybody And We shall always, always try and do the same <sighs> We're getting in our feels next week Max <laughs> next week Oh God, yeah, But until yeah. then Until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Alright,
0: peace. Digging in the Digits
1: is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for this show, peace and video games, by bonus points. Thanks to Show Up Records for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, Hip Hop by Numbers, bonus points, and Show Up Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and Hip Hop by Numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.